0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Waiting Room, the show that challenges you to thrive, not just survive in every area of your life. This is your host, Rue, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about the realities of waiting in every season of life. How we wait is more important than the wait itself, so, waiting well is what matters. In this episode, I'll be talking about thriving as a single person. If you're not single, please stay tuned. This might help you too, or at least you might know a single or two who you can share this episode with. is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and not only because I've been single for forever and by forever I mean like my whole life but because I know too many people both male and female who are also in this season that seem to be struggling with their fate so I'm hoping that this episode will help you. We live in a time where we have been conditioned to think that one has to have a certain relationship status, a certain career, house, body, car, or whatever to be considered successful. So what happens when you don't have those things? Well, You might feel ostracized either by your own insecurities or by what other people have said to you or what has been imposed on you. So instead of living in the moment and enjoying every season, whatever it is that you're in, we become so focused on the next thing. We're always just striving to get that better job and that better house, the better boyfriend or girlfriend. And granted, there's nothing wrong with improvement and advancement in due season, but that can't be all we are living for. So if you find yourself in a position where you absolutely hate the idea of being single and are not content, and you're always complaining, or you tend to wallow in self-pity because of your relationship status or lack of a relationship, then it might be time to change your perspective on life and change how you look at things because you might be in the season for a while and it's going to be miserable if you don't see it the way, say, God sees it. Many times people are so discontent with what they don't have. So in this case, it would be a significant other. Instead of being content with what they do have, time independence, health, friendships, money, freedom to travel, freedom to, you know, pretty much do whatever you want on your own terms. And this applies to everyone, not just, you know, single people. But if you're always complaining about being single, that's not going to change when you get married. You'll just find something else to complain about, maybe your job your house, and possibly even the spouse, the very one that you are pining for. So ungratefulness or discontentment is more of a heart issue, not really about what you have or don't have. I believe each season of life is designed to help us grow as individuals. Singles need to take advantage of this season to focus on personal growth. So marriage is not going to fix Every issue that you might be dealing with, or every frustration. And sometimes it even amplifies the vices that we have. The goal is to handle your business while you're still single before you invite somebody else into your life and as gary thomas said a dysfunctional dating relationship sealed by marriage doesn't make any problems go away it simply cements you in a dysfunctional marriage so in order to avoid a dysfunctional marriage you need to avoid being a dysfunctional individual so i'm gonna talk about specific areas and how you can flourish as a single during the season of waiting. First is emotional growth. We need to handle our baggage, whether it's childhood trauma, hurt from past relationships and insecurities, fears, misconceptions, anything like that. We need to find healing and stop nursing those wounds, because that is going to affect future relationships, even things like anger or jealousy, impatience, try to get a handle on those now work on them, especially if you have already recognized them. So first step, I think is to recognize what some of our emotional vices are, and then work on them and improve in this area. Next is mental growth. Use this time to grow your mind, learn something new, a language, a hobby, an instrument. You know, use this time to travel. Explore new places, meet different types of people, people that challenge what you believe, people that will kind of bring you out of your comfort zone. Because a lot of the learning, a lot of growth comes from being challenged. And if you're constantly doing the same thing day in, day out, you're not challenging yourself and you're not bringing to light some of those areas that might need to grow. So, by exploring and by stepping out will actually help you and you might you know encounter different types of personalities and you might meet people that you know, you like and you don't like, and that's how you sort of figure out who you are as a person and what you like and what you don't like and, you know, what you believe and what you stand for and all of that. So, you know, use this time to read, grow, explore. Next is a physical growth. Use this time to start taking care of your body if you haven't already. Treat it well eat right, exercise, improve the quality of life. It's going to be hard to take care of somebody else when you can't even take care of yourself or to run after kids or to, you know, be there for the long haul. You know, heart disease is an issue. People are having strokes at young ages because of lifestyle. So, you know, improve your health, focus on your physical well-being. And that is also going to affect other areas of your life. You'll notice like your mental well-being and your spiritual well-being also improving. Broccoli never killed anybody, not that I know of. And take a walk every day, you know, several times a week, start there and build up on it. But um, just uh, take care of your body while you can. Next is financial growth. So use this time to become financially disciplined. Get out of debt, start saving, learn how to budget, how to manage your finances, just the basics, and then work on improving. Uh, Educate yourself, prepare for the future. So you know you're probably going to be buying a house or an engagement ring in the future. Try to anticipate the struggle or the next season and then prepare for what you would need for that season. Now, next is relational and social growth. Even though you might not have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you still have relationships that you can improve, whether it's with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends, co-workers, neighbors. So use this time to grow your emotional intelligence and how you relate to others. Just become a better person, kinder, nicer, and forgiving. Those are qualities you will need to have once you are in a long-term relationship. If this is an area where you struggle, then definitely put in that practice. Lastly, but not least, is spiritual growth. And I'd say this is the most important, but you want to grow in the word of God, apply its wisdom in your daily life because that's going to help you make good choices and live a peaceful life. You need to be spiritually mature if you want to attract someone who's also spiritually mature. Allow God to mold you into a better person. Don't have the mindset that, oh, once I get married, this issue will go away or I'll be a better person no, that's not going to happen. You know, break free from sinful habits, whether it's porn addiction, alcohol or substance abuse, gambling, whatever, you know, the list goes on. Those will affect your future relationships. So you want to get a handle on them now, get deliverance, get help. And so that way you don't have to bring all of that into your marriage. Because like I said, it's not just going to go away once you have a ring on the finger. A matter of fact, I'm not speaking from experience, but from what I've been told, it actually amplifies. So I'm sure you've heard of the proverbial list. You know the one I'm talking about. He's got to be a man after God's own heart. He must be tall, dark, and handsome, and must love long walks on the beach or all those things that you want your future spouse to have. So my suggestion with that list is to go ahead and write it down. Go for it. Get out a piece of pen and paper, but turn it back on yourself. And become that person you just described. So too many people have these high expectations that they are not willing to live up to themselves. Would you marry you right now? If not, why? Then take this time to grow and change because you don't need a spouse to do that. Don't expect to marry a 10 when you yourself are a 4 or a 5. So become a better person, become that 10 and guess what? you will attract those tens. I personally do not expect more from somebody else than I'm willing to do myself. And I consider myself somebody pretty motivated, always willing to grow and learn and challenge myself. So that's what I would be looking for as well. And I know some of you are probably thinking, well, I'm already a spectacular human being. I don't need to change. I'm emotionally, spiritually, mentally, relationally, financially mature. I got it all figured out. Well, you're not quite there yet. There's always room for growth, always room for improvement. So you don't want to be too prideful where you're not open to change because once again, that pride is going to come back up. So you always want to be humble, open to feedback, open to God showing you areas that could potentially be your undoing and changing and growing and becoming a better person. So I hope you find comfort in this as much as I do. But Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Son of God, came on this earth, lived, died, rose from the grave and went to heaven without all of those things that society says we need. And yet he lived a full, purposeful, successful life. So he wasn't married. He didn't have kids. He didn't build a mansion or have this like spectacular chariot, but he lived the life that he was supposed to live. So don't let society define you or make you feel less than or insignificant simply because you're not in a relationship and you're using all of your energy to get something that you honestly don't really need when you look at the grand scheme of things. Now, I'm not saying that Being in a relationship is bad, but what I'm saying is when it becomes all consuming and that's the only thing you focus in, that's when we just need to take a step back. One of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible says, Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned them, just as God has called them. And this is a rule I lay down in all churches. So, whatever season. God knows where you're at. God knows what you're going through. And he has you in that season for a reason. He's not up in heaven. Like, oh my me, Becky's still single. What am I going to do with her life? Like he has a purpose for you. He wants you all to himself, honestly. He wants your life, your heart, your time, your mind, and just uses time to give him all that you have. And then in time, you will find somebody who has given God all they have, and then both of you will meet and fall in love and live happily ever after. So, like I said in the beginning, this is a topic that is very dear to me because I am in this season and I have learned or am learning how to thrive and not just barely survive and make it through. Like, oh, what was me? I'm still single year after year, but it's just kind of embracing this time that you know what I have the freedom to do all these things, or I have. Uh, the capacity to do things so I don't want to waste my life in stagnation and not live it to the fullness that God has for me we don't know what the future holds you know that's where the hope and faith comes in and even though we all hope for marriage it might not be something that God has for everybody now most people will end up getting married but that's not to say everybody will but you know in the meantime whether you do get married or not, what kind of person are you going to be? Because if you are not pushing yourself to grow in this season, you're not going to grow in the next. So if you do get married, but you still have the same mentality, the same mindset, you're going to find something else about your marriage that you're not happy with. And then maybe next will be parenting, you know, now you're married, got you got what you prayed for, but now you're so focused on becoming a parent that you are not thriving in your marriage. And it can keep going. But the goal is to be intentional in every season. So as a single grow, once you get married, grow as a spouse, become a better husband or wife. And then if you do decide to have kids, grow as a parent and keep that going. So I want to challenge you this episode to look at your life and find one specific area that you need to grow, whether it's your finances, whether it's relational growth or just personal, physical, taking care, better care of your body and work on that. Let that be your focus and see what God has to say about that area of your life and start adopting God's words, not society's words and apply them to your life. So my book recommendation for this episode is Intentional Relationships for Singles by Dan Hoke and Chris Suatocho. And I recommend these for both marrieds and singles. So anybody really can learn. I mean, if you're open to learning, it doesn't really matter what your status is or what the book title is, because you can always find something that you can apply to your life. And so I encourage it's more like a workbook. So something that could be good for like a Bible study, a book study or something like that. But I highly recommend that. And the link is in the description. Once again, not a sponsor. Um, These are just books that I highly suggest. Well, that is it for today, folks. I would like to thank you for joining me here in the waiting room. Look out for my next episode and in the meantime, please share this podcast with a friend. So if you have single friends, share it with them. If you're married, no singles, share it with them. So singles, I'd love to hear your feedback regarding this topic, share your experiences. I want to know where you are at in this season of waiting. And you can email me at the waiting room at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, the waiting room and leave me a comment there. And then for the married folks, I know there's that one single person in your life that came to mind while you were listening to this episode. So share this podcast with them. So if you think it's going to help them, please do that. And until next time, take care.